Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and the faith of jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview a composer, arranger, and pianist from Slovakia, Alan Bartos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange. Today, we have an artist from Slovakia. Am I correct? Yes. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Can you introduce yourself to people and we'll get going? Uh, my name is Alan Bartusz. I'm 22 years old and I'm a pianist. From Slovakia. From Slovakia, <laughs> but I'm living in Austria since my 12th or something like that. Okay. So, first thing I need to ask is then, how did you get into jazz? Because I don't meet many Slovakian artists. Yeah, so the thing is, I got into jazz through my father, because my father is a bassist. Uh, since my childhood, I was kind of surrounded by jazz music, because my father was always practicing uh, jazz music at home, listening to recordings, a lot of recordings, and... Kind of, I was surrounded by this and uh, kind of I got it into myself somehow. But I have to say that uh, my first music, what I studied and played was classical music. Since my five, I was going to music schools, conservatories and studied classical music and that helped me a lot. But later when I turned into like uh, 15 or 16, I, I just... I just wanted to play jazz because the interests were so strong and my emotions were so, were so strong for this uh, music. My my big idols were like Oscar Peterson. That was my first biggest idol in jazz music. And uh, later I discovered Kenny Kirkland, who is my biggest idol now for a long time already. Then I discovered Herbie, Herbie Hancock, Chick Corea, Keith Jarrett and... Yeah, that's how I get into jazz music. Okay, question on that also, because I released my first album when I was 22. You released it when you were 21, so I love interviewing younger artists. But are you into any pop music? Because something I realized with a lot of people when I was that age is they really didn't listen to pop music and they were <laughs> completely out of touch. Yeah, actually, I am into pop music. When I was 13, I listened, uh, it's not pop music, but uh, I listened a lot of hip-hop artists like uh, Tupac Shakur, Notorious, uh, Dog Pound. Uh, yeah, I was into that a lot. And also, I have to say that I am creating beats at home in my private time. I kind of don't uh, release it. It's my hobby, but I'm 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 also doing productions, yeah, and I'm also into film music a lot. Okay, so you are diverse. Okay, this is something I really realize a lot. Like they still think John Coltrane's on the Billboard Countdown, you know, charts. So that's thing. So another question for you, at least on your album. By the way, Born in the Millennium, people, great album. How did you get Gregory on there? Gregory's one of my favorite modern drummers. Yeah, so uh, the thing how this happened was I met Gregory in a workshop 
in 2017 or 2018, maybe to be correct. And uh, I think I was 17, 18 at that time. And this was the time period when I tried to play jazz music and I started to get into that. And uh, this workshop was in Velenje and uh, I was in his ensemble. He was conducting the ensemble and uh, kind of he liked my playing also there. And that's why he also remembered me because uh, I think three, four years later, I think I was 17 or 18 years old and I met him at a workshop in Velenje. And I was in his ensemble, he was conducting the ensemble and uh, kind of at this time period I tried to play jazz music, I really did, I was at the beginnings actually, when I was 18, 17. And, uh, but, but he liked my playing and years later, like three or four years later, I contacted him with my father and uh, kind of, I'm not so sure if he remembered, but kind of he remembered, like who is it and stuff. And uh, when we came to airport and uh, picked him up, he was looking first, like, who is this guys? Ah, okay, now I know, I know. So he kind of remembered me and uh, yeah, that's that's how we met and that's how we recorded the album. Okay, and whose idea was it to do an album, your father or yourself? It was myself, like to record my debut album. It was, I felt it was the time already, but also my father kind of pushed me into that, that uh, you should do it now and it's the perfect time for that. Okay. And was it weird with your father playing the bass with you on there? No, actually no, because we are playing so much together. We are used to each other and we have a good musical connection together. So. Actually, no. We are we we are we have a good connection, and we are playing a lot of concerts together. Okay. When did he start performing with him? Or when did he start trusting you to bring you out to perform with him? <laughs> yeah. So that that was the time when I when I when I practiced jazz music and took it seriously, because till my seventeenth or sixteenth, I I was mainly working on classical performance, classical music. I went to a lot of competitions and uh, got some prizes. And But at that time, also my heart told me that uh, it's not the music I really want to do my whole life. And I just want to go what my heart tells me. And uh, we, we have been working with my father. He showed me some scales. That was, that was the beginnings, of course. He showed me chord symbols. He showed me voicings, how to play voicings and stuff. But... Uh, then when I really got into that and started to listen to Kenny Kirkland, Herbie Hancock, Chick Corea, Kijer, and all these masters, then I told myself, this is the way what I want to sound like. And this is the way how I want to play music. And when I developed, kind of, then he he trusted me always. I can say he never trusted me. But uh, yeah, then... Then he started to call me also for his own gigs because my father has also some projects and I'm involved in that mainly. Okay. And how old are you roughly when he started doing that? Yeah, I think I was already 19 years old. Okay. And this one I'm just curious about because I pretty much funded my first recording. Did you do this privately? Because I don't know this label. Uh. The label Double Moon Challenge Records is a label in Germany, based in Germany, and uh, 
it's a label that represents many of artists and I think that was the best deal what we could get because we were searching actually for the label for two years. We wanted to, two, yeah, mm. two years. Yeah, one and a half year, maybe something like that because the album was recording during the pandemics in, I think it was 2021. And uh, yeah, we just wanted to have the best label what uh, we could get for that money and uh, they promised us a lot of stuff, so let's see what comes out. I mean, tell your label at least the recording session itself, like the acoustics on the album, I love. I love the fact that Greg sounds above it. I hear you with like, how should I put it? Were you in the main room and he was in a booth and your father was in the main room with you? My my father and me, we were in the same room and uh, there was a wall between us, of course. Yes. And Greg was in a separate room. Yeah. Okay. Now, the tracks that you wrote, what made you actually, what was the story behind those? Were there anything or was it like? No, actually, my music is inspired by the life events of my life. Mm. Every track or every composition I write uh, is inspired by some events or some uh, yeah, good stuff and also not so good stuff and tra tragic stuff like the the solo piano what I wrote, Lydia, is when my grandmother passed away and I just wrote this tune immediately. It was like uh, I just started to play piano. I sat down on the piano that day and I started to play this melody. So And that's how I wrote this uh, tune. It just came out. But uh, the, other, the other music what I wrote is... Uh, yeah, there are some tracks that refer to some stuff like for Chick to Korea is when Chikora passed away. I wrote him a tune. Chances is like a, like a story of mine when I had to choose my own ways in some stuff. And yeah. Okay, so next question I wish to know about is you're coming to study in New York. First of all, congratulations for getting into a conservatory over here. But what made you decide to come over here when you already have a promising career already? You're recording at 22. What What is your logic behind that? Uh, yeah, my career is starting kind of to race mm, in my in my career now, lately in this year, I had the opportunity to play with masters like uh, Jerry Bergonzi. We recorded an album with him as a sideman. I was involved with him and we toured together in Slovakia and Czechoslovakia. Also, I recorded with Tim Armakost from New York and uh, a lot of great musicians. But uh, I think I think New York is the best place that I could uh, raise my career and uh, I, I just I just need this energy. I think the energy of uh, New York, of the of jazz in New York is uh, incredible and I want to experience this till I'm young, of course, till I have time for this. No, I understand that. And first of all, you're getting your master's, I assume, right? Yes, master's at uh, Manhattan okay. School of Music. So I'm really, actually, I'm really pleasured to be at this school. You're going to run into a lot of heavy hitters, man. Just letting you know. Be ready for that. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so at least your networking will be bigger after that. So I'm just really excited to see what you're going to do in the future. This is how you're sounding at 22. So I think it's a good idea, even though people in other episodes heard me talk a lot of trash about conservatories and everything. Okay, but who pushed you then? Did your father push you or you just literally got up one day and said, I want to just come here? I have to say uh, that my father pushed me into this because he, he just wants... I, I have the best father what I could uh, have actually in my life because he pushed me always into the best things and he recommends me always the best things. And uh, it was his idea that I should go to New York and uh, not uh, being like stuck here in Europe, which is not bad also the Europe, but uh, I think uh, I have to experience New York. Okay. No problem then. And one question I just need to ask your father. So he played with the wedding reporter drummer for many years, Pete, right? My father? Yeah, your father played with Peter, No, right? no. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he okay. played with Peter Erskine. Yeah, that's true. That's right. So how did he meet him? Do you know? Uh, my father met Peter Erskine when uh, they, they were playing in uh, Slovakia. They were recording and... Uh, playing with Lubos Ramek, that's a very good piano player from Slovakia, and Peter was there, and they played together. And very funny that I also worked with him actually two days ago in Vienna. Yeah, two days, two ago. days ago. We were recording oh. with our university. I am now studying at the Gem Music Lab in Vienna. And they, they invited uh, Peter to collaborate with our university and recorded the music of Jules Avenue and Friedrich Kulda with Peter. So that was a big uh, chance to meet the master and to get his energy. So now I'm curious, how was that session? You don't need to tell me the tracks or anything because it's not out yet, obviously. But how was the session? How was the experience? I mean, it was great. Uh, I just... I just think it would be more uh, for me. It would be better if I would play with him some uh, some tunes I like, of course, and the stylistic I like with Peter. But uh, but anyway, we recorded the music of Joe Zawinul and Friedrich Kuda, and uh, Peter is a big professional, and I really felt good with him. Okay. I mean, does your university do stuff like that often? Or is that just one of these fluke times? I'm not so sure if they do it so often because I'm really new to this university. I Actually, that's the reason I didn't go to New York in September 2022 because I I had the chance to win the Ö1 Chess Prize here in Austria, which is very prestige. And uh, I... I got like opportunity to present myself in newspapers, in radios, in television. And also I'm studying now with Danny Grisset at this university. So that was the chance that I should, uh, I should do it now and then go to New York. So that's why I didn't go last year. Okay. Well, man, I just wish to ask you a few more questions and I'll let you go. So, Tell well, you never been really to New York before, right? No, September will be my first time in New York. Actually, I ne I have never been to New York. So 
just tell me quickly the difference between the German scene and the Slovakian scene, because at least I've been to Germany and I heard their music in person. So what is the difference you believe? Mm, Germany, I don't know so much, but you mean Austria, right? Because I live in Austria, so. Yeah, but you, you know, the, the Slovakian, Slovakian scene, also, I know very right? good and the Austrian also. And, uh, okay. So p compare those two for me then. Uh, I would say Slovakia is closer to me just because my roots are there and I have been there till my 12th and, uh, still I'm visiting Slovakia a lot, like every week or every second week. And, uh, I think the musicians there are really, really good. They are actually high level musicians and I think they should get more attention and, um, I think they they didn't get so much attention as they should because they are really masters and I encourage everybody to check them out. Understood. Okay. And what is your dream project? Like if you had all the money in the world, who would be on the album? What would be the album, etc.? My dream project would be to play in the Brand for Marcellus Quartet. The original Paul Martel's Quartet with Jeff Watts and Robert Hertz. I just would love that. That would be my biggest dream. And uh, but my really like my musical biggest dream is to to make a solo career, but also to be a great sideman in many different projects and play with with the best musicians. I mean, I liked it up to the corny part at the end. So you are <laughs> come on, man. So if you had the drummer, it was going to be Mr. Yes. Watts, he said? Okay. Who's going to be Robert a bass Hurst. player? Okay. Who's going to be your saxophone player? Brent for Marsalis. Okay. Who's going to be your trumpet player? Terence Blashard. Okay. That one I was not expecting, but okay. I, I give you that. And if you had a vocalist, who would it be? vocalist that is a good question yeah ah or would you not have a vocalist mm, to be honest I I really don't know that. <laughs> uh, you just okay. don't have to get that that to, is fair to the interview itself. yeah okay so give me a favor sir tell everyone your social media your website where to find you Everyone in New York, make sure you see this man when he's performing and check out this album. It is very good. Yeah, I hope you everybody check me out on the my social media and also listen to my album with Gregory Hutchinson and thank you. You don't have a website or any social media that you want to tell the people? I mean, I have Instagram, I have Facebook and I have YouTube. So go check my out. Uh, go check me out on YouTube, my channel, or Instagram, Alan Bartus, and Facebook, Alan Bartus. And yeah, and you can listen to my album on every streaming platform, also online. Yes. Okay, everybody. This is Leander from Improv Exchange. Thank you. Have a good one. That's that on jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Improv Exchange. <laughs>